eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome back to BXB, the Bronx baseball podcast with K-Mac and C-Mac. Keith McPherson and Chris McMonagle joining you on Friday, June 16th, as the Yankees split against their crosstown rivals, the Mets, and then go back up to Boston to face the Boston Red Sox and uh, look to avenge the series they lost in the Bronx last weekend. What's up, C-Mac? How you feeling? How you doing? What's up, Keith? Feeling good. Ready to put that ugly two games behind us. Two bad teams played two ugly but exciting games with a lot to them. But uh, we have to break those two down because I think there's a bullpen issue coming out of that series that we really need to talk about. But excited to start a series against the Sox. Let's go. Yeah, so I guess we'll go with game one. Luis Severino is the number one issue for me coming out of that game. But the Yankees actually... We're able to overcome his struggles thanks to Max Scherzer's struggles. Uh, Luis Severino's got to figure it out ASAP. Uh, His fastball is a batting practice fastball, and guys are teeing off on it, and I think it's in his head. But I will give him credit for staying in there and trying to fight through it. But uh, Seve coming back was supposed to be a boost. Seve Mm -hmm. coming back was supposed to be a plus for this team. Yeah. And he hasn't looked good since his return. No, Well, you know what's puzzling about that is that's not entirely true because I thought his first two starts he did look good. Like he came out and he, he threw um, against, what was it, Cincinnati, and then he threw against San Diego, and you felt like, wow, he's going to be a boost. And then since then, his last handful of starts. The Dodgers and White Sox. The Dodgers, White the Sox, and the Mets have been bad. Uh, but you mentioned it. I thought his fastball did get better as the game went on. I think that's why I think Boone saw that and wanted to really push him because he like, let's be honest, Boone 
and the Yankees don't really push these guys. How many times have we talked about Herman dealing with 88 pitches and here comes the hook? So, I, and then even you could have argued in the second game of the series, Cole could have went another inning. Right. So they, they're quick to take out their starting pitchers, and yet it really felt like they wanted to get Sevy through this. Uh, especially because he was he was looking better and his fastball was better and he seemed more confident as the game went on. So we'll see what happens. But you're right. Right now, if his fastball isn't crisp and isn't in the upper 90s past 95, he doesn't look like a pitcher right now who can figure it out, pitch, take a little bit off, sink this one a little bit down and get out of it. It looks like if he doesn't have his good stuff, he's getting lit up. And that's a major problem for someone we were hoping to be at the top of the rotation. Let's be honest. Who knows when Rodon, there's some news with him, but who knows when he's coming back. Sevy has to be an integral part of this team. There's just no ways around it, or they're going to have to make a move at the deadline. So you're right. Out of this game, as much as the offense did battle back, uh, and I'm not one to you know belittle those kind of things because God knows we need the offense right now, but Max Scherzer hung every slider he threw. I don't want to make it seem like the Yankees didn't battle back, but how many 0-2, 1-2 counts where he just continued to throw these hanging sliders? I mean, he has Volpe 0-2, and, and let's be honest, we love Volpe. You throw a high fastball, you throw a slider in the dirt, you got a good chance of getting out Volpe. He's, he's throwing hanging sliders down the middle of the plate. So I still want to see more from the offense, but it was a good uh, battle back. But, yeah, Severino's a problem right now, and hopefully his next start is something he can build on the last few innings of this Met game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, Max uh, Scherzer, he's a stubborn guy. He's a a stubborn guy. He's going to try and get that slider over, and then uh, I guess Francisco Alvarez being a rookie – yeah, couldn't really tell him anything different. Good no. for us because Good, yeah. uh, I, I went to that game Tuesday, yeah. and you know, John Carlo hit that home run. Yeah, uh, vibes were good, but then Nimmo matched it. Yeah. The Mets go up five one. Yankee fans are looking around like this yeah. isn't great. Uh, we're cooked. Sevy sucks. This offense can't put up runs, but because of Max Scherzer's um, yeah. stubbornness. They were able to get back in the game and, you know, DJ hammered one and Volpe broke out of his slump. Rizzo actually got a hit um, that, that led to the DJ two run bomb. So thank you, yep. Max Scherzer, for your contributions. Yeah, we, we needed absolutely. it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and you know what else they need from, from this game is when guys like Sevy are struggling. And you mentioned Rizzo, who right now is in a the worst slump of his career. I know he got to hit that night, but still really nothing since Judge went down. That We talked about this last podcast. That can't happen. And the other thing that happened in this game from Gleyber Torres is you cannot boot a double play ball when your pitcher is on the ropes. Like there are times that er- – I'm not saying errors you pick and choose when you make them, but there are times you can brush off errors, and then there are times where they desperately hurt your team badly. And he's he just can he didn't even get leather on it. He it went straight to his foot. Yeah. That's an easy double play to help Severino get out of an inning where he has nothing right now. And you can't even put leather on the baseball. I mean, that is he has got to figure out a way to stop with these mental laps. And the thing with him 
is they happen in the worst times. Yep. Like it's always, it's frustrating because it never seems, and this is like one of those things like where, when you, you never notice a for sale sign until you're looking for a car and then suddenly every car has a for sale sign in the window. So maybe it's one of these things where we notice it more when he makes these blunders, but it always seems like it's in an opportunity where we could have got out of an inning or he allowed a key base runner to get into scoring position or like it's never just bottom of the sec, you know, top of the second or whatever, when they're already up three, nothing, you know, a no nothing error. Like it's always killer. So these are the moments that guys like Rizzo have to step up and when you see your pitcher is getting pounded and has nothing, you can't boot a double play ball. Like they, they, they're not good enough right now to overcome mistakes on top of the poor play. So th- that that's frustrating. And Glaber's got to figure it out, man. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, you know, the good part of Glaber is that he's got ten home runs. Yep. And, uh, you know, the guy can hit, but then yep. he's got these lackadaisical moments in crunch time, in winning yep. time, where you're supposed to be clutch and locked in. Um, Salicata says he's not a winning player yeah. and it sucks because you see him fall asleep when the game is on the line. He did yeah. it in the Red Sox series with uh, Kike Hernandez uh, advancing the second and him kind of falling asleep at the wheel with the throw. Yep. And then he did it again, not making a routine play in yeah. the Mets series. And it's like, that is not a guy that you invest in. That's not yeah. a guy that you give a long-term contract because that's part of his MO. It's We've seen this from Glaber for years now. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's tough. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the next at the end of next year. I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if he sees the end of that with the Yankees. I really would. At this point, I don't think they're going to sign him. Uh, and I would think that either this deadline, off season, or next deadline, we're probably going to see Gleyber Torres moved. I, I, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's a conversation necessarily for today, but it's hard to argue when you say he's not a winning player. I wish I could, and I don't know if I'm there just yet. But it's hard to really strong make a strong defense that he is. It just is. It's it's he's he's up and down, and he's he has mental laps at the worst possible time. So it's 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 a struggle for him right now. And he's in this rotation of Donaldson, right. DJ, and I've been giving you credit because I think I was on two Fridays ago, and I I thought it was rest. And I think a lot of Yankee fans see guys out of the lineup, and we just say they're resting people too much. Yeah. But no, since Donaldson's been back. You yeah. came on and you said, you know, there's three guys for two spots. Yeah. They're they're rotating these guys, and I think it's just a, a simple rotation. It isn't based on matchups or who's hot. It's based on, hey, you play today, this guy plays the next day, and we move it around. And yeah. Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres is a guy that should be playing every day um, because of his bat, because of his power. Yeah. But you know, I think DJ might be more sure-handed at second than him. Yeah. And DJ's another guy. DJ. Got a couple hits, had a home run in this series, yeah. but he hasn't been consistent enough where you feel confident in him playing every day. Then you got Josh Donaldson batting 130. Uh, it, it, it falls back on the way that the, the team is structured, and then that goes back to the conversation about Glaber Torres potentially being traded and not giving him a long-term contract when you have Volpe and you also have Peraza waiting in the wings. Yeah, I mean, because that's what – I mean, you can't let any of these – they're going to give Donaldson a run until the deadline, I think. But it's getting to a point where he's the odd man out. But, like, with LeMahieu, if he's struggling, fine. And and anyone who watches the team's like, well, he's struggling. Glaber's hitting better. You got – what are you going to do? Leave LeMahieu on the bench to just wither away? Like, he's – $15 million he, he, on the bench? And when he's going right, he's somebody who's – Integral. I mean, for for two and a half years, he was the catalyst for the offense. Besides Judge, yeah. It's it's the last thing I want to do is make him meaningless. 
So they have to play him even when he's struggling. So it's like, oh, why is he in the rotation? He's struggling. I'd rather uh, even see Calhoun out there who's hitting better. I mean, the point is they need to get these guys going. DJ LeMay, the team isn't going to win if DJ LeMayhew is someone you can't play. Like that, it's, that's he's one of the integral guys. This so guy was getting MVP votes. This yeah. guy was this guy oh. was the catalyst. Yeah. Was, we called Absolutely. him the machine. He was automatic with runners in scoring position, but he's had injuries lately. He's yeah. turning 35 this year. And you know what I will say? He did have some games where he was putting the bat to the ball, but he was hitting it right at guys. That, that's yeah. tough. Um, but DJ LeMayu is part of the team. He's factored into being part. He's got no a six-year, $90 million contract. He's just, you know, his best days of being a batting champ and being a threat and being a leadoff hitter, they're behind him now. And that's another problem yeah. the Yankees have. DJ can't be the lead, leadoff hitter. So you're seeing Willie Calhoun lead off, then Jake Bowers lead off, and Gleyber yeah. Torres lead off, and, these are guys that probably never let off in their careers. They're not the prototypical leadoff hitter, but they are in the Yankees lineup. 